It's been 20 years. Fuck. So just go ahead and slide into our countdown of the... No, it's not a count. It's a it's a list, right? It's top Billboard 98 of 98. 90, 98. Is there new metal on this fucking list? No. Don't lie. The late 90s suck. Brandy. Monica. A boy. Whose is it? Jury's still out 20 years later. <laughs> Fuck. You only get what you give, so slide back in with us to the top. Damn it, not top. It's been 20 years, and we're still torn on whether or not it's worth going over these songs. So slide in with us as Over Under Fair examines the Billboard 98 of 1998. It'd be tearing up my heart if you don't. So dig through the ditches and burn through the witches. That's like, just start the fucking episode. New York to the heart, but got love for all. Line die in the fire where I learn the ball. Uptown is the place where I lay my dome. On the streets of the Bronx where my family roam. Oh, damn it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Over Under Fair, your final word in pop culture relevance. I am your host, as ever, Dave Roldan, gathered in the studio today to talk about the Billboard Top 98 of 1998. And I have some running buddies that remember the year very well. Uh, R- Producer Roger, how's it going? I am pumped for this list (laughs) yes we are all very excited we are also excited to introduce for the first time on our show not new to the srd family of shows um i'll let him i'll let him do his plugging but uh good friend of the show ray how's it going buddy very very happy to be here ray can you can you tell the people can you tell the people where they would recognize you from what what, what's your contribution to our wonderful network um i am co-host of srd ringside which covers uh national and local pro and amateur boxing awesome ray's doing good work over there ray and brad they're 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 hitting the streets they're giving you all the shit you need to know about fights and fighting and fighters any other conjugation of that word you can think of they're doing it and they're doing it all the time you're doing good work buddy i'm glad to have you on the show thank you glad to be here uh you may also recognize ray from an episode of counting tracks that the three of us were all also on we did pearl jams versus that was just a couple of months ago i think yeah, or forever ago yeah, seems like don't it. ask me to remember time i don't anymore i can, I can remember 20 years ago <laughs> because that's that's something i, I specialize in right but Asking you to remember this year is a little harder. That's why I don't want to. So we're doing 1998. <laughs> um, longtime fans of the show, there's at least six of you. Longtime fans of the show will uh, will recognize this as another list episode. We've done one for 96 and 97. Those were a little different. Those were specifically Spin Magazine's alt rock of that year. So this is much broader. This is the Billboard Critics Choice 98 of 98. So the staff over at Billboard.com laid out 98 songs of the year 1998 and it covers way more than just rock so we're we're dipping our toes into a bit of a broader spectrum but we kind of have to because by the time 1998 rolls around there's a lot more other stuff and a lot less alt rock is that fair roger very fair um (laughs) in terms of alt rock at this point 1997 I, i think the decline started in late 1996 where you saw a lot of bands the originality went more towards that quote unquote corporate rock feel and by i think by 1997 it was all of in 1990 kind of let's just put the stamp on it and called it a day yeah 97 is kind of like the year where where pop broke again like boy bands start showing up and 
that glossier kind of sheen starts getting over everything. And yeah, rock kind of takes a backseat. And it's not it's not for lack of trying because we'll we'll cover a whole lot of those songs. There's a bunch of rock songs on here, but this list will be a little cool to explore sort of the zeitgeist of 98 in a way that we haven't previously been able to do. Cause like I said, we were just, you know, being crusty old rockers, we were just focusing on the rock stuff cause it's more in our wheelhouse. But, uh, yeah, I think this will be, this will be interesting to kind of see how, how we feel about some of this stuff. So that being said, as we normally do, we're going to kind of talk about the list in general before we start going real in depth. Uh, we'll start with Ray. Ray, how do you feel about the Billboard 98 of 98 it's, in general? In good, in general, it's good. Um, I kind of feel the same thing you were talking about where the late 90s rock, that new metal wave sort of did Ugh. bad things. Corn <laughs> um, started writing bad music if you liked Corn at all, but that's when the sort of not good stuff was happening in Limp Biscuit and bands that don't... All the bad stuff. All the bad stuff. <laughs> yeah. So there was a, a shift in, in what would be popular, but broadly speaking, it's there's some really good songs and going through it, I reminded myself of stuff I kind of forgot existed. Yeah. Um, there's obviously some bad, and I don't know if the end of the decade was the best part of the decade. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> but I mean, again, we're biased, but no, I, sure, we're in agreement there. Sure, sure. But there is a good pop movement then for the for, for the most part. So I think 98 had a good, a good list. I was surprised that I forgot as many of these songs as I forgot. Like, some of the more R&B and hip-hop stuff, which I knew then. Like, these are all songs I know. There's... And, you know, in comparison to the couple of the other lists that we did, I knew nearly every single song on this list. Like, the other two had, like, a couple of weirder, obscure things that I wasn't as familiar with. But I knew every one of these songs. I'm like, oh, yeah, Missy Elliott. Oh, yeah, you know, Lord Tariq and Peter Guns. Like, all this stuff was there. And I'm like, yeah, man, these are all great songs. Like, this is cool. We're going to be able to talk about this stuff. And then I look at, like, The Rock on here. I'm like, oh, God, that's why. Because all this is bad. <laughs> like, the, you know, the more rock stuff is just garbage. Yeah, not to mention, I never heard of Neutral Milk Hotel. Oh, they are Indie Darling's Neutral Milk Hotel. Aubrey they, Plaza's favorite band. Aubrey Plaza's favorite oh. band. Um, <laughs> I multiple times on Parks they, and Rec. I mean, I, I, I will get corrected if I'm wrong. I think they have one album. If they don't, they have, like, two. It's one of those bands where they're, like... You know, a Velvet Underground-y, like, everybody, not a lot of people heard it, but everybody that did went and formed a band kind of band. I felt like maybe it was, like, the Tour de Wet's Brock of 1998, where everybody heard no, the band, no, 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 maybe liked them, and then they just were, they were just, they never got as big as they thought they should be. No, I mean, there's certainly a bit of that. Like, I'm sure that band is well-regarded in the circles it's well-regarded in, but it's not, it wasn't a broad thing. Like, people don't remember Neutramilk Hotel, because they don't. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I came away with this list when I saw... We'll, we'll get to number 20 and everything, but there's a couple of things I read. I'm like, oh, yeah. The reason why they faded out because they're pretentious assholes. Maybe, but some, there's, of it, yeah. some of this just isn't sustainable. Like, some of it yeah. is kind of a, a snapshot of the time. Some of this is artists that tried other stuff they weren't doing as much of, and it was successful or it failed. Like, there's there's a lot of really good individual songs on here that are kind of one-hit wondery, and this is getting closer to the end of where that becomes a real thing. Like... The 2000s obviously have them, but the the heyday of the one hit wonder is kind of the, the late 80s into the 90s, and it's it's fading out. But there's still a there's still a section of them on here. You know, we we will not get to talk about a couple of them. I wanted to point out uh, the the one thing that kind of sucked about this list is that it is a amalgamation of songs that charted or were released in 1998. So with that said, some of the songs that we covered in our 1997 episode were also on this list. So 
<laughs> Notably, Sex and Candy by Marcy Playground will not be discussed after I just mentioned it now because it would have been on my overrated list again because I hate that fucking song. I just want that stated for the record twice. So we will not be going into depth on some of these songs. If you'd like to know which ones they were, please listen to the 97 episodes in the archives. But that being said, um, as we are wont to do, we'll start real quick with kind of like the top 10 number one stuff and then we'll break into our overrated lists. So the number one song on this list is Aaliyah uh, with the classic 1998 drop, Are You That Somebody? Look, man, it's a good song. Like, I don't want to I don't want to say that this song is bad. And it's very 1998, and it's appropriate that it's this high on the list. But it's not my number one. Like, we'll... I think we'll, we'll end up uncovering what we all kind of feel was a consensus number one by the time we get there. But... It's not this. Is that is that fair, Ray? I agree. Yeah, yeah. I never was really big on her. I don't yeah, know that's sure. Kind of a slight because I, I feel a little bit of is, is the the passing of an artist they get romanticized in a way. Oh no, for sure. Right. So, and I don't. I feel weird even talking about it in that sense of like you think she's better because she passed young as opposed to if she was still alive. Hey man, we're fans of Nirvana. We know how this works. Right. Like it's fair. Yeah. It's totally fair. You'd be more comfortable. Yeah, discussing her music negatively if she were still alive, Um, but I I don't know. I thought Aaliyah was good, but I didn't ever think she was that good. And I thought she was more of a product of who was around her. She had a good voice. Don't get me wrong. No, she was she was fine. Like she was very good. You know, good pop star. But I think a lot of it was the production and who was around her and who was like the camp of that album or that label. I mean, that kind of made her, you know, popular. This song's decent though. I think specifically. No, I think specifically it's. We did the same thing with the 97 one. It's com- you're comparing it directly to the songs that are right next to it, and there are just better songs that were put out this year that are on this list. Like, yes. This is a great song, but there are songs immediately around it that are better, and they will come up. Yes. Roger, how do you feel about this number one? I don't... I feel kind of the same way about with like Ray about in terms of just... I don't want to romanticize her death as part of the reason why, but as far as number one, as far as production she had timberland she had some of the best names in the business helping her out and i actually rock the boat i think is a better song than than this one is yeah you know but it's uh, as far as i think that should have been number one in my opinion well we'll get to that yeah (laughs) spoiler alert you're gonna have to cut that out roger you bastard um All right, so yeah, having having discussed that, we'll we'll break a bit more into the top ten because I think we all have stuff to play around with in there. So we will just go right into overrated. Um, Ray, as a first time guest, why don't you start us off with your first overrated song? Okay, my first pick on this list is number twelve, Beastie Boys, Intergalactic. That's really high. Yes, <laughs> obscenely high. Yeah, for what I thought was a really bad album from them, and the worst song on that album. Even I think. even like, then, like to go back to nineteen ninety eight. Yes. I was I was very disappointed with this album release. I was never a big Beastie Boys fan, but okay. I had the very you know I had them from the eighties growing up with them. Sure. Communication at some point we all classic have, we all have an album or two by them. Sure. Yeah. So I, I I had been current with the Beastie Boys as they released you know from Paul's Boutique you know uh, licensed Little Communication as they go through, but I thought the album was really a bummer. There was a lot of like produced sort of electronic stuff happening that I thought was a, a distant cry from what they sounded like. As that that is one of the examples that I would have used. Yeah, because like I said, bands were doing stuff that they weren't really accustomed to doing for good or for ill, uh-huh. and that <laughs> that seemed to work against them. I think sure. like their their incorporation of a, like the '90s electronic kind of fad was flat. Like yes. I mean, is is a word I guess I would use. Like I. I'm kind of with you on this. I don't think this song is that good. I mean, sure, it was fine then, but 
I don't I don't hear this song and like, immediately get all rosy about it. You know, like it's sure. it's just kind of a it's kind of just like a weird totem of this time. You know. I, I, I disagree a, with you guys both on that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, we we appreciate dissenting yes. voices. Well, I I thought. I mean, if we're talking about this song alone, we are. It, just talking about the song alone with we see the video on MTV. I thought it was kind of what they are. Like it was just kind of goofy. It was fun. And as Hello Nancy is an album, I actually like that album. It, it's aged. I think to me, I've I've learned to appreciate it more. Like with Remote Control, but this song in particular, it's just the way that. They, I thought they incorporated that electric sound pretty well. I mean, considering at that point, this is a band who was on the apologetic tour with with, with there's some of the stuff they yeah, yeah. at the time, and so they were changing a little bit. But I thought there was a good transition, and it kind of like I want to say a party song because that's what they're known for being kind of a quote unquote party band. This still kind of is that, yeah. Like it's not yeah, too and, far removed, and that's what I'm saying. And yeah. that's what I like. It gets back to that element, but in a different way. And I know I thoroughly enjoy the song. I have a personal. This did not make my choice happen, but I had a, a personal effect of this song. So, a certain girl that I dated that you both know from <laughs> high school, who had been known to be a very attractive young lady, who I was really into, um, did a like talent show type thing, and they did a dance like a choreographed. It wasn't the cheerleaders like for the school. It was sort of like some sort of off the charts we dance. get it Ray you dated cheerleaders in high school we're all very well, impressed she wasn't a cheerleader and I'm air quoting it <laughs> um, she would actually be very clear to explain that but anyway at said talent show of which her ex-boyfriend showed up to so him and I were staring at each other across the auditorium sharing glances they danced that sounds romantic they danced the intergalactic from Beastie Boys so it has sort of a personal thing that I that, that triggers bad memories that it's not why yeah. I chose it I chose it because it's not a great song and I would actually put Beastie Boys as a band as overrated, but that could be a whole other conversation. Oh, that will be a whole other conversation. <laughs> it's it's come up. There's there's time. Yeah. There's still time. So that's my first pick, number twelve, Beastie Boys, Intergalactic. Overrated. All right. All right. And you got you got another one for us? You got my second one? Yeah. We're sure. just gonna run right through you first, buddy. Got it. Run right through me. <laughs> uh, that was off, Mike. <laughs> Is that that's the Hulk Hogan thing when the train runs right through you or so? I don't remember. I'm missing the quote. Anyway, number thirty-seven on the list. Uh, I picked as overrated Aerosmith. I don't want to miss a thing. Ugh. This song is unlistenably awful. That band is pretty awful. They may did some some things early in their careers is fine, but I hate that band. Sure, I think they're they're completely overhyped for for maybe writing some decent stuff in the in the eighties. I mean, like Toys in the Attic, I guess is the seventies. Well, if you really, 70, if you really yeah, did, right, right. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm too early. I'm earlier than that. So sure, they had some early stuff that's pretty great, I guess. But this is bad. This is really really bad. And it got played four hundred and seventy four times a day because of that stupid movie. <sighs> and the movie was bad, and it was all bad. And it's all um, that girl I talked about. I dated her. It's her fault. Uh, that's so. definitely that's Jerry. We made out to this song once, so I, have I feel like we're really. I feel like we're really picking in a vein. With like maybe yeah. maybe I shouldn't have had you on for this, this year. Ninety eight may have been way darker was a for you. Sad year. <laughs> this is the height of Jerry Brockomania. Yeah, Jerry Brockheimer. Brock, yeah, Brockheimer. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, this is from the Armageddon soundtrack for anybody right, too yes. young to remember. Which God help me, you're not listening. Hopefully, you're all old enough to remember Armageddon. Sure. Uh, yeah, this song is fucking terrible. It yep. was terrible then. It's terrible now. Yep. Like there's. I have a difficult time. Like when I when I do these lists, I try to put myself in the mindset of like recognizing the year. So I'm like, all right, I'm doing 1998. So this song is very indelibly a 1998 song. That said, I feel like it needs it deserves to be on the list. You know what I mean? Even if I hate it, because it's so important to that year. And then you look at a number like 37, which is 
a pretty big number, you know, as far as like a 98 list, that's definitely the top third. Mm-hmm. So you're, then you have to think, looking at the songs ahead of it, does it merit its placement on this list? You know what I mean? Where it's at. And I have a really hard time sometimes, specifically with songs like this, where I'm like, I want to say this is fair, but I fucking hate this song so much. <laughs> and then I immediately devalue it. And yeah. I am totally with you. This is one of those songs. I can't be biased. Like, it's bad. And yeah. you're you're totally right. This song is garbage. And it should be further plummeted down the list of shit. This is, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I could, I'll just keep saying this is bad if we yeah. don't talk about it. It something has to else be there, yet. but 98 would be fine. Yeah, number ninety eight sure. would be fine. Just put it on there because it has to be there. Yeah, well, we could switch. Don't the, glorify. We it. could switch that with the number ninety eight, but we'll come up to that later. We will. Um, so yeah, we're all in agreement. This song's fucking ass. Yeah. Uh, I will give a shout out to Aerosmith though and say that the seventies were very good to them, and they were very good to the seventies. If I'm just being fair, and the but, cocaine trade, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very very good for the cocaine I think the seven, trade. The best seventies Aerosmith song is "Walking the Dog." Good song. Good. I, I like "Seasons of Wither." That's a good one. And uh, you know. The ones that you know, because they're all good. Mama Kin's also a pretty great Mama, one. Mama Kin's a good one. I don't we're not here to talk about her. <laughs> they bought Pablo Escobar a house. Probably. Um, so my, my last one, I have a dishonorable mention in my overrated list. Um, I can't listen to this person. Anything they wrote ever, it is repulsive. It turns my ears off completely and in a physical way, and my back like sort of straightens, and my entire nervous system shuts down. Number 51, Lenny Kravitz, Fly Away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead. Carry on. Go a little further. I don't get him, and I'll leave the floor after I say this to the two of you to explain it to me. I understand sometimes how music I don't like became popular. I can comprehend it. I don't like certain things, and I hear it on the radio and go, yeah, I I don't like that at all. But I get why it exists or for whom it exists for. Name me someone who you knew owned Lenny Kravitz's music. You they went to the you owned Lenny Kravitz's music, both yeah. of you? I'm so surprised. I should have asked before we started recording. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't understand what he's doing. It's it to me it's just sort of almost schlocky. This sort of just vanilla I don't know. I don't like it. I don't know how he made popular stuff. He looks like a rock star. He plays I, the character. I literally well. just about to say, well, he's a good looking motherfucker. That he helps. He's a very a, good rock star guy. Yeah. And sure. B, I mean, at the beginning of the nineties, his whole thing was throwback. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's like, Look, I'm a dude that plays seventies guitar in nineteen ninety three. Sure. And people were into that. Like that's you know, that's how like the cycle of retro shit works. Like every twenty years or so that is now cool again. And he totally tapped into that and did I think a commendable job. Like I'm not wow. a huge Lenny Kravitz. I'm Stan in any yeah. form or fashion. Yeah. Um I one of the albums I did own was the really bad one, that circus album, which yeah. is trash. Uh I the la- it's it's the last I have a fun memory of it. It's the distinction of being the last album I sold back to Dearborn Music, local oh, reference. Oh yeah. I sold it back to a store that bought used CDs and it stayed there for a decade. Because I would check on it every what? time I would go in there. <laughs> And it was still there. Every time I go there, I'm like, hey, Lenny. Like, I'd walk by, go right. open it up, make sure it was the same one. I'm like, that's the one. It's got my markings on there. <laughs> so, like, I had my initials written in the in the corner of one of the flaps. I'm like, yep, this is still my copy I've of Circus. I've never heard of someone doing that. <laughs> like, I did, I have, but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I had a awesome. weird fondness for him enough sure. to, like, see that someone had not bought it. And someone finally bought it. So, well, maybe, wherever you are, yeah. I hope you enjoy Circus more than I did because that album sucks. Maybe my yeah, hate I, for Lenny Kravitz is irrational. Not to mention Rock and Roll yeah. says on yeah. the album, which isn't bad of a song. No, and fucking. Mama says actually good album yeah no mama's has a great album and uh uh not over till it's over is one of my favorite songs of the decade like i that song's amazing like as a ballad you know what i mean yeah and oh to lisa bonet which is yeah awesome yeah god bless i mean i don't know i i'm with you on this song individually though this song was so 
so there, yeah. like, in 1998. It was every fucking place. You know what? Can I say he took the sting approach to writing the song and just kept saying the same thing over again? Sure. I wanna... F-, like, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it was I mean, it's catchy. This, right. <laughs> he took the sting when he was in the police method of writing the song at that one. Yeah. A lot of people do that, though. Like, there's, there's nothing bad to say it. that, yeah. like, I mean, these people are successful for a reason, yeah. and he tapped into the right thing by, you know, by doing that. And this song... This song isn't great. I totally, I'm with you on this song, but I will. F- I feel a little less good about attacking Lenny Kravitz. Okay. Not that you can't. No, but yeah, you're totally right about this song, though. It's it's overrated. This, uh, was there more? I'm, you said you were going to yield the floor, but I don't want to cut you off. If, no, if no, there's that, some more ranting you want to do no, about him. That's by all my means. statement. Is I I can like I said I can comprehend how an artist I don't like has become famous or their music gets consumed in mass. He was never one of them that I really understood. Yeah. And, I wanted to just hear from you guys. Bought it, you yeah. owned it and liked it. So I wanted to hear not this album. I did not have this album because I, I oh, was okay. like you was just kind of like oh this song kind of sucks. But but prior to this album, I was kind of I was kind of in on Lenny Kravitz. But sure, after this, not so. Much. Well, he's always been like that TV show that like CVS says is the number one whatever. And then you're like I've never heard, like I heard people talk about <laughs> The Office. I you know right. I had ch- chats at work about Thirty Rock. But you're like how who's who's watching that? Who's how was that show? Uh, Lenny Ka- yeah, Lenny Kravitz is that guy. Is that show to me? We're like how is this on? Who's so, consuming this? Yeah, so Lenny like Kravitz it. is like NCIS. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 NCIS Miami maybe I don't know or which uh, look yeah. So yeah. yeah, so that's my overrated list. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, Roger, why don't you go ahead and roll through your overrated? Okay, so my overrated starts with uh, number eleven with Semisonic and Closing Time. Number eleven's really high to be overrated. I, I think really? the reason why I think it's number the song period is over. It shouldn't be on this. I mean, I think if we're gonna put this, Come, on the, whoa, 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 let's put it. Okay, let's put it. <laughs> let's put it down lower on the list because here's the thing: where it is on the list. I think this song is one of those songs that I think became more of an anthem later on. But the reason why I thought for number 11 for that year was a little high is because that song became associated with drinking and all that stuff. And I remember that song specifically. You didn't get a lot of radio play till later on in the year. And then after that, you really it was more like you heard it elsewhere. And it was becoming – it became more and more – I remember in 99, 2000. And like it, it became bigger and bigger after that. But for that year alone – the reason why I put it at so a little bit high at number eleven is because my recollection of the song was, I it charted well. It was not, it was I think it was uh, I have the list I have the list right here. But it did a lot of the songs on this list. If you look at the list, it's at Billboard.com. They have where they charted like on Billboard lists. So that's it's useful to you if yeah. you're interested in that. Yeah, and it's we're the, not really covering that as much today. Yeah, it was number eleven radio songs, and I just remember listening to it that much on the stations I listened to it at that time. But later. It became like as the years going by, it went bigger and bigger. So that's why I thought number eleven was kind of high, because my personal recollection of that year was I didn't remember it being that super play of a song. And semi sonic is actually a really good band. They have some other songs that are a lot better than this song, and this song sucks. Counterpoint: This song was everywhere. Like I don't know what year you remember, but this song was all over the place. Maybe you didn't hear it as much because we weren't of legal drinking age to have that be the last thing you hear as you're walking out of the bar all drunk. But this song played all the time everywhere I went. And it played on the radio that I listened to. It played on VH1 and MTV and shit. Like, this song was indelibly in 1998 and 100% deserves to be on the list. We can split hairs on how we feel how high it is. It's probably too high. I won't actually d- disagree with you on that. But I'm not moving it out of 20. You know what I mean? Like, personally speaking. Yeah. I, think, I think you're more... 
You're more on the push it further up the list. So I, like, I, I maybe like twenty five, thirty. I think it should be done. go as high as you yeah, want, man. Nice. Put it on fucking seventy. I don't care. I'm no, just, like, <laughs> well, no. I think it's funny what you said about the not being drinking age because two and a half years later, I was then twenty one, and that was still the going out of the yeah, bar song. It still is now. Two and a half. <laughs> like, right. it I've heard still, it recently. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Like that was not ninety eight when I could drink, but two and a half years yeah. later, I'm still leaving a bar for like the first time and like, oh yeah, yeah and you time. just hear that Bye. guitar come in from nowhere. Yeah, right. like, oh, it's, a, ha, ha. it's a wedding DJ staple too, which is that's <laughs> Is it really? Party. Yeah, I'm dead serious. Really? So we're, just, we're learning a lot we're learning a lot about how we made our lists. Because we're we have Ray's personal heartbreaks. We have Roger's <laughs> pet peeve wedding songs like you know, because we listeners might not know but roger has you know stinted as a dj in places so i think i think we're touching on more of our personal opinions on these things which is what it's there for and i'm not i'm not shitting on it i just think it's funny because if i think about objectively speaking if i think about this song objectively speaking in terms of in the grand scheme of things the pop culture for that period of time if it's fitting because it was just like the way the video was shot, the the, the uses of green, which all these videos him had like a lot of green fl- like. Oh yeah, videos got all cute with yeah. their with their shading. In yeah, this, like in these years. I was okay. I thought Blue I was just, tinted, gray tinted. Yeah, green was a big thing with that band for a reason. But it's also because I love Semisonic as a band. And yeah. It's like, like, Chemistry is a really good song, and they got some other good stuff that's not. This they do song. have some other pretty good. They have some yeah. pretty good jams. Uh, my wife has like a. Had like a like a greatest hits of semi sonic. I'm like bullshit. They have like two songs, and then listening to them, I'm like yeah. oh well, maybe they have like seven, and these are actually not bad. So yeah. you know, hey man, fair play to semi sonic. They're not terrible. So that's that's yeah. It's the, they have a deeper. They're a little deeper than what they are. Are they so. still a thing? I don't know. They're they're doing tours with ever with Everclear and all that. They're doing like the okay. Thing. Doing one of those. That matchup makes sense. Yeah, absolutely makes 100 yeah. percent sense. They're doing the State Farm Circuit. The State, State Fair, Fair, State Fair, 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 Jake, and we're going to go on. But, Sorry. Uh, but that's okay. She sounds I wasn't hideous. taking a shot at you, actually. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, I, I, I you, you're, you're allowed, though, man. Like, I know you said, like, if you're trying to be objective. You know what? Don't. I'm not. Like, 90% right. of the time, I'm not for these lists. So, if you're trying, cool. If you're not, don't. I'm not, I'm not going to hold you to that. Because I think we're going to find out now <laughs> another one that you're not objective about. So go ahead. Yeah, and that's number 61, Goo Goo Dolls Slide, which was number 8 on the <laughs> Hot 100. The song is pure and other ass. And I'll tell you why. Simply put, that song, I could not escape it anywhere. It was everywhere. Okay, and so I, this is your song that's everywhere. Yeah. yeah, this one was everywhere. And when I saw the video, I just thought, and my thought then, and it was my friends laughed at me then, was I, like, these guys remind me, these are the Bon Jovi's. Of the nineties, and I'm like, what does that mean? And the the hair, the the just the whole song, uh, just the, the entire bringing in the guitar, like you know, the acoustic guitar thing. I almost think it's unfair to Bon Jovi, who rock harder than this band. Like, I'm not even trying to say Bon Jovi rocks, but they definitely have bangers compared to this band, which has sleepers. Yeah, all, all of them. Ma- <laughs> They're boring as shit. I guess currently <laughs> singing "Living on a Prayer" in my head. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, like uh, all the way down, or uh, the long way down is, I guess, their quote unquote banger. Sure. Yeah, I guess. Air quotes. <laughs> whatever. But, whatever. But um, I thought this, this song. Goo Goo Dolls bangers. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Which we're reaching though. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're, we have to really dig to even try to quantify that as something like that because none of them are. This band no. is boring. Yeah, this boy, yeah. yeah, this band is just hair gel in a mixture of, <laughs> of sadness and just Nicolas Cage and, and the, the others. But this song, that song's on this list too. But Goo Goo Dolls is the band you tell your parents you're into when you're like a teenager and you're consuming music and they're not, they're not going to be scared by yeah, it. Yeah, right. It's not threatening. No, like, no one is threatened by the Are you into that rock? No, Dad, 
this is fine. It's Goo Goo Dolls. Listen to this. It's like nothing. Or you tell that oh, girl. Those boys you... are wearing a lot of eyeliner, son. <laughs> that, well, that's where the, the worst will come up with. about those feelings of theirs. <laughs> <laughs> or, or it's that girl that you want to make out with, and you tell her you like the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, sure, that, sure, that's sure. A band. I agree. Yeah. So but that's a lot, a lot of making out to this song. Yeah, no yeah, no definitely. doubt. I was <laughs> always really unreactive to Google Dolls. They just existed. I didn't have, sure. I just, like, yeah, that's there. Yeah. That's a thing. I hate Iris, which is also on this list yeah. way more than I hate this song. Sure. But both of them are overrated. I didn't even mention them because I, I don't even feel like tearing them apart, but I'm glad Roger brought them up because yeah, they're, they're just such a shit band. Like, they I are. mean, of this time, like to be, to be so around too. that's like, I can't even get mad at them because yeah. they were very popular at this time, but it's like, how like, like sure. it's so inoffensive and bland and just lame like you just wish there was more to it but they categorize in my mind like the way I, like bands like nickelback where i put them is i don't find them offensive because i don't i don't think it's an artistic output it's a production it's, it's uh, yeah it's something yeah. No, to be fair. consumed that fills yeah. airwaves as opposed to an actual artistic yeah. i'm not even gonna shit on that entirely because there's some consumption songs on here that fucking rule yeah. Like, yeah right we're not gonna talk about any of the boy bands because none of us had like a a real you know, inkling to go in on them, but Backstreet Boys are high as fuck on this list. It's like eight or nine or something. That song rules. Like Instinct's like number four. Also rules. Like the these songs are great pop songs. Sure. I can't even divorce yeah. them nope. from the year without being without being unfair. Like they deserve it. to be on there. Yeah, <laughs> right. And they define the sound of this year. Yeah, that's all well and good. You sure. know what I mean? Like that's consumption at its finest, and they did super well with it. Right. And then there's this. Right. <laughs> like, you know, I I don't know. Just try harder. <laughs> I guess I don't even know. <laughs> right. I was a reckless, violent, hard-drinking teenager who did Backstreet Boys on karaoke and didn't care. I mean, it, you threw it away at that point. When it's like, good, it's good, This baby. is not about this. This is no. about how good that song is. Fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> and now, I know in the next one, I, this band we've talked about before, which I'm not going to go into it too much, but the placement on this chart, I thought, was BS and should have been towards the bottom, and that would be Everclear's Father of Mine. We already talked about Everclear before. Yes, we so did. We're not in, go in, in detail. Into, yeah, in detail. We're not going to go into too much, but I think it's criminal that song like puff daddy's featuring notorious big and victory should be victory should is be such a great song yeah such a great song yeah. underrated in terms of puff daddy's, yeah. puff daddy's catalog um it is it is an undervalued single yeah. like a puff daddy stuff people don't talk about this song it's great and it's not it's not my underrated list because it, it was it was it was it was like splitting hairs on this right but the only thing i want to say about this about everclear in this is this song should replace. I mean, they should just change order. That's my only sure. opinion about that. Because so we, it was what eighty three and ninety two, just yeah. like a 10, 10 spot swap. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, and I wouldn't even be mad then. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, it's just because that song to me, that song is something like it just kind of gets it pumped up a little bit. But that it, song is. I mean, I, this, this word's been overused in the past few years, but that song is epic. Like yeah, in, it its, is. in its scope, you know what I mean. Yeah. And that video is ridiculous and also yeah. awesome. If you. If anyone listening doesn't remember music videos, they were a short form commercial of sorts that would promote <laughs> promote the song that they were. You know I can't that the artist you have was, to even do this. I'm doing it sarcastically, but no, but yeah. you might not be. Yeah, you right. need to be done. Music but. videos are great. This one was one of them. This video fucking rules. Buster Rhymes like a gargoyle on the side of a building. <laughs> fucking Danny DeVito's in the video. I know, man. And I, forgot, I, totally, I totally forgot about that too. Yeah, and so that's that's my own. Thing. I'm really glad you brought that song up because I might have forgotten too. Because I love that song. There's also a. I, this isn't like in the era of like LimeWire and that shit from way back when, but there was a uh, a Nine Inch Nails remix of this song, quote unquote. I don't know if it actually was oh, or if it's yeah. just like a weird splice. Oh, but yeah. that song rips, yeah, dude, yeah. it's so I good. Heard, I never heard it. Oh yeah, no, no, to. yeah, no. We should, really? We'll find it. We'll find okay. it. We'll find it. Later. All right, we'll find but, it because yeah, I'll, if I can find it, I will definitely find it. But like, I'm telling you, Dave, that one and there was a can't around the same time. 
Can't Get No Satisfaction remix by Fatboy Slim. Sure, okay, yeah. That was remixed with the Rolling Stones, and it's one of the best remixes really? I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah man. But yeah, fuck Everclear. Yeah. <laughs> the long yeah. and the short of that story. That's and I, I want to go and do it. But yeah, no, I used band. to like them. I, Sparkle and Fade was a pretty good album, but they got bad. And then when I saw them at Blind Pig, and he ruined everything in life, so I, I wanted to punch him in the face. For anyone that listened to the 1997 episode, I told this story. Oh, cool! If you would yeah. like to tell it again, you can. I'll cliff note it. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Art had some heroin problems and was out for a while as a musical artist. And they, the band kind of broke up and just was on this long hiatus while he got cleaned up. And then they got back together when he was clean and were trying to be ever clear again. And, you know, they obviously, particularly in the late 90s, reached a huge peak of fame. They lost that. People forgot about them. So anyway, they go on this, like, club tour and they're self-promoting this not great album. And I said, hey, it's like $12 to go see him at Blind Pig. And me and a couple friends went to go local see them. Reference. What's that? Local reference. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, lo- I, like, I like shouting out local reference. Yeah, local there. reference. Blind Pig, maybe 200 people. I would guess a little small yeah, about club. So small we, club. we're there. I'm kind of excited. They're going to play a bunch of old stuff. And the this, this show was awful. He complained half the time about how the last time they were on tour, they had headlined the night eight and a next till Christmas show at the palace of Auburn Hills. They're the main event band headline band. Yeah. And now they're doing this crappy little 200 Pearson club. Like it's my fault. He right. did heroin. Then when he starts <laughs> each song, he's doing like the Ozzy Osbourne late tour thing where he starts to sing it. And then midway through just sticks the mic into the crowd. But oh. that doesn't work when there's only 98 people. Yeah. Yeah, room. You need 25,000 people oh, yeah. to be echoing your lyrics. And then he did an acoustic set, which I thought would have been kind of cool, except halfway through each song, he decided he didn't want to play it anymore. Like, he started saying Monica. People had their lighters up, and like, maybe into the first chorus, he goes, nah, you guys know that one. Yes, we do. This <laughs> is why, why I paid here. $12. Yeah. And then at the end, he was like, oh, if you guys want, we got a merch table in back, and we'll meet you. And I'm not exaggerating that, like, five people stopped by. I got out of the way to make sure I didn't have to go talk to him, because I was so furious. But yeah, it was my fault. It was the You pissed off the last 98 people who wanted to pay 12 bucks to see you play music, and I've, I've disregarded them as a band ever since. And he, and he on his radio show... He's the same way. Is he really? He still remembers about the good old days. Yeah, he has a super uh, undeserved level of self-value and self-worth in rock world. So that's my Everclear story. So there you go. (sighs) Yeah, they're trash. Um, I guess that leads to my overrated, huh? Yes. All right. I'll be brief with these because I don't have a lot of great things to say about them. I'll, I'll go a little harder on the last one because of my, you know, my famous vitriol on these episodes. Uh, We'll start with number 47, which is the dope show by Marilyn Manson. Look, Marilyn Manson is fine. Like, I'm, I've never been huge, huge Marilyn Manson guy, but I like him. His early shit's pretty good. Everybody likes Antichrist Superstar. It's a great album, blah, 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 blah. All right, so Mechanical Animals comes out, 98. It's a thing. Like, it's his whole androgyny, industrial, weird album. And, like, I don't want to flat out say it's unlistenable now, but half of it's unlistenable now. <laughs> like... And this is one of those songs. This song does not age well. It sounds it sounds shitty. It sounded shitty then, but I was willing to ignore it because I liked him more in 1998. I don't feel that way anymore 20 years on. And this song is not one of the songs that I would have put on this list because I I just think it's bad. Like I, I understand it needs to be here because 1998 was still a big year for him and he is around and he's a very big presence, but this is not a good song. Like this just isn't a good song. I mean, you know. Is that is that un, is that an unfair criticism? No, this yeah. sound was bad. Yeah, um, I liked more of the uh, guitar-driven 
harder rock sound yeah. they were doing yeah, before this. Yeah, when know, they the, brought the digital stuff. Yeah, when they brought digital <laughs> sounds and like a synthesized sort of industrial mm. thing that you're saying, like you were saying, I think it ruined it. That was not what they were good at, in my opinion. And they didn't do this well either. And I think a song, I don't know if there's a shift in who's writing the songs, but there's a definite mm. tonal difference in how the songs are written. And I don't know if there is a change in that, but it doesn't not sound... Not to my knowledge, no. but... It's just the the ideas of how they were writing music to me shifted there, and I didn't like it. I yeah, I mean, I think it was an, it was an experiment more than anything. Just to, you know, because at that point he's playing with house money, like he's super popular. He can kind of do whatever he wants, and sure, they did this, and I just don't think it paid off. Ultimately, no. agreed. And I think this is one of those uh, albums too that started that kind of or was in the vein of bands like Orgy and all that period of time mm-hmm. that even bands like Orgy who weren't even household names did it better than this album for whatever you know and and. This is a guy who had the ability to have the best producers. He had carte blanche. And for whatever reason, it just sounds... <laughs> it sounds like what it... Like, almost like it's created in modern times or in modern production. And this is like the 90s, late 90s, where it's just like... You expect a little more out of it. And it just uh, it just came across as... Somebody made it in Adobe Audition in five minutes to call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> so are you saying you could produce this album better? Or is that I, I can definitely produce this album. All right. I, I believe you. I'm not... I'm not that's not an attack. That's an endorsement, if anything. Right. Um, I will say, though, that this album does have, ironically, my favorite Marilyn Manson song, which is Coma White, which is a great song. It's, like, super long and great and involved, and I think that song's amazing. I don't know how it got stuck at the end of this album. Like, it's just a weird... It's a weird thing that it's just there. It does sound more like this than any other iteration of Marilyn Manson, but I can't, I can't wholesale... Like, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's, like... It's number 47 is just too high for this specific song, but I don't want to slight Marilyn Manson, the performer, because I still didn't hate him. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, but it's mostly just this song. I think the song is boring and kind of not deserving of a top 50 spot. You know, to be in the, to be in the second half of this list feels too generous. Yeah. So I would, I would push it back into like the 70s or something and not care. Um, yeah, I can care. Speaking of other things, of albums with better songs, uh, number 18 is uh, Fatboy Slim's Rockefeller Skank. I'm going to catch shit for this from somebody, maybe not in this room, but I know I will, because this song is like one of those, like, oh, but this song is so fun, and blah, 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 blah. You're not wrong. The song's perfectly fine. It's not as good as 90% of everything else that's on this album. You've Come a Long Way, Baby is awesome. Like, this album is great. I have a lot of love for it. Going back to where we were in 98, kind of how that's come up. I had this album. I listened to it all the time, and I always skipped this song because it was too played. It was in commercials. It was in movie trailers for fucking every teen movie that came out right. from like 97 to 2005. Right. They just kept finding ways to use it. <laughs> I, they timed the slow-mo up really yep, nicely yep. with that. Yep. Yeah, it was perfectly matched I fucking, every time. I got so sick of hearing this fucking song. So yeah. this is, of course, it's you know Death by a Thousand Cuts. You just hear it too many times. I still, though, maintain that... You know, California on this album is a better song. Uh, Gangsta Trippin' is a better song. In Heaven is even a better song, even though it's, like, kind of dumb. Like, there's... Michael Jackson? Praise You. Yeah, all songs from this album are better than this song. Like, the song just isn't great. I don't know. Maybe I'm alone, but... No, I'm with you. I don't, praise, I don't have any love for the Praise You should have been the one on the list. It had the popularity to do. Praise You, praise you should be... Yeah, Praise You can just take this this place immediately, and that's fine. And like, yeah. Spike, Lo- Spike Jones does a really good job with that video. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun video. Yeah, again, to keep talking about these music videos. Right. We're, we're going to post a bunch of these, because I'm feeling good about it now. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, you know, the video with all the people dancing all bad. Like, it's super yeah. fun, and it's more memorable, because that's the shit that got on, like, the Video Music Awards and shit like that. Like, Praise You is the song that had a following 
this song just kind of exists, you know, and in its time capsule of what does 1998 sound like? And you're like, it sounds like the Rockefeller skank and you're not wrong. Right. But I wish it was something else. Like, right. That's, you know, in my mind, I just, I just don't think the song is particularly noteworthy looking back on it. It was one of those songs that I really liked for a while. And then I saw a moment where I, it, it had a jump the shark moment where I just saw, I don't know what it was in the context, but these people were like all choreographed dancing i forgot what movie it was in. pretty so, sure it's she's all that yeah and yep. it, yeah and that was the like, 1998 classic she's all that i will not i will not say that is overrated it's great yeah however i didn't see that movie till like they're like 2000 2003 so when i saw it what a great movie and then i saw it and like <laughs> and after i saw that song i'm like used into that i'm like all right i'm, I'm out i can't and I, like, I used it's just because like it was the way it was context used. it was just something really stupid and look like, they're yeah. at a dance yeah they're at their prom and they're all like all the boys dance. split and all the girls split and they're on opposite sides of each other and they all do like a weird head shake and yeah. like shimmy kind of thing. Oh, yeah, God. I could, I could, I could actually probably do the dance if I was, yeah. if we had a camera in the studio right now. Probably, yeah, yeah, I've seen that movie enough times and and even then though, in a movie that I love, I'm just like, oh, this song again. Like it's, it's just. It's that's where it is, man. It's 1998 in a nutshell. It's that song and that movie, I guess. Yeah, and I think <laughs> but, it was used in a Gap commercial too. That's what absolutely it was, yeah. it was also used yeah. in a Gap commercial. Yeah, and also blow to. Well, this is gonna blow your minds, but I'll tell you where it was also used. So I'm at this talent show. Where this, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I wouldn't have been surprised. <laughs> no, I, I was. What's not, funny is that I was probably at that talent show that you, you were talking about, were. and I vaguely remember that happening, but yeah. I wouldn't have known you then, so no. I wouldn't even have known you were there. No, that's so funny. Um, speaking of talent. And a lack of. Yeah. Uh, we're going to move to my last overrated song, which is number 16 on this list, which is You Get What You Give by The New Radicals. I'm going to do my best to not go Marcy Playground on this and scream into the microphone like I did the last time, but I hate this song so much. <laughs> I hated it 20 years ago. I hate it 10 years ago. I hate it today. Now, to be fair to it... Unlike the Marcy Playground song, which I still somehow manage to hear once every week, even now, which haunts my dreams forever, I don't hear this song with the same frequency, even though I'm trying to avoid shit like this, but it still manages to pop up, and I still get pissed every time I hear it. Yeah. Just the beginning of that with him counting in and yelling, oh, I just want to punch my fist through a wall. Like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just this guy's face. Maybe it's just his nasal tone. Maybe it's him talking about kicking people's asses in when I know I could his. Sure. Like, all of this stuff just makes me so infuriated that I it just leaves the worst taste in my mouth. I God, I have nothing good to say about this song. I don't like the one I'm looking at the list saying clever lyrics. Like, what was clever about it? <laughs> it wasn't clever. And here's the thing about the new Radicals. First and foremost, Someday, the second song on the album that really didn't get a lot of radio play, that's a much better better song i wouldn't know because i heard this and immediately divorced this band from good in my mind they're never gonna be, i'm never gonna hear another song by them because the, the, this song sucked that bad the fun fact about this song is the keyboardist was a regular on the all in the family so it's a bunch oh, of child, really? yeah it's a bunch of child actors who got together oh this song well, cool abs- for them i guess this song absolutely blows this guy's from <laughs> michigan he, he's ashamed he should be ashamed from the gross points stopped uh, you know it just he's a he still does music now he still makes music yeah. but Oh, yeah, man. But but he I think he Way knew to make it a living. <laughs> I think you know what's funny is that I think this band recognized how much they smell their own farts and and that's <laughs> kind of the category they put them in. So Yeah. Yeah. It has all this it gets into all this cliche shit about like, oh, the machine and like how it's taking stuff over. I'm like, yeah, I get that. Other people have written better songs about this kind of stuff though. You're not really paying too much service to that. You're just kinda like 
name checking bands that are better than you and saying that they're not as good. Like that's you know, Courtney Love and Marilyn Manson, both more talented than whoever fucking Jabron this dude is. Like I Greg, just I Greg just Alexand- don't know. Greg Alexander. Greg, his name's fucking Greg. Well oh, two G's. Uh-huh. Not uh, that makes it even worse. Two, are two they G's. at the front? It's G G R E G Yes. Greg. Listen, I, di- I I agree with you so much that I dislike this song as much that when you started talking about it and Roger started typing, I had a very adverse reaction to it starting to play yeah just the the threat of it i wouldn't put it past him because the motherfucker played he he played sex and candy on the episode when i absolutely forbade him from doing it the last one he did it i don't use the word triggered often but if that would have started playing i may have i may have been triggered (laughs) just the threat of it coming out was nervous no but the thing is i think uh, the the common thing among all our overrated is i hate them all too so it's like you know that's why i'm like i'm not gonna torture myself either but right you know I, i i think the one thing about this list i'm surprised about is that fact we didn't mention i wanted to mention this but it was kind of like uh harvey harvey danger flagpole Sitter. flagpole Sitter. yeah because yeah, yeah. there's a couple the reason are why you I, saying it's overrated <laughs> are you really yeah oh my god you all right hey listen you're not i know i'm i'm a new guest here but i'm not gonna sit here and let you besmirch the opening track of espn's <laughs> jock jams 1998 <laughs> while i sit here and listen to it it's just it's a great album, by the way. It is a great album. It's got all the hits. <laughs> the Jock Jams or the yeah. Harvey Flay? No, Harvey Jock Jams. There's a, there's a Kenny Main, Dan Patrick, yep. Stuart Scott um, <laughs> no, like montage every, remix of yeah. them all their catchphrases, and it's really Jesus. good. And my, every high school dance, I had that in rotation. Yeah. I had all five albums in rotation. But no, sure. get Wow. Back, that says back. a lot about your high school. It, yeah. it leads <laughs> into Civ's Can't Wait One Minute More right after that. Oh, <laughs> Enough. Yeah. All right. All right, go ahead. No, no, Flagpole Sorry. The thing about this song, I think there was an interview that they were on with Loveline. And <laughs> wow! All right, Roger, so you got to tell. Oh, so, nineteen ninety-eight of the yeah. house. Okay, so Love Line, by the way, was a show that was hosted by Adam Carolla. For everybody out there who know Adam Carolla, is who is considered "quote unquote" the Godfather podcast, whatever. Um, but he was a radio at one point. He, how he got started? Radio. Hey, give some give some love to Doctor Drew. He was there too. I, I, was, I, was, I, was okay. there. I was getting there, oh, and he was hosted 90s. by Doctor Doctor Drew. Who at the time this was his only gig at the time. Yeah, before and, he became a fucking like celebrity, the uh, reality show show. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah, he's in regular rotation, but this was a show that was aired on locally and the radio stations in the town. It was, it was syndicated, so syndicated, it, was, it was nationwide. Yeah, but nationwide. We, we had a channel that played it. Yep, and they played it a little later at night, um, usually live. Too, Adult as well. themes. Adult theme, and the lead singer who I'm just, I was just pulling up his name, Sean Nelson, was on there with the band. And he was such a condescending prick the entire time to those guys when they were asking him how the band formed and everything. He was so condescending, and that song at the time. I actually like to cover it sooner or later. But anyways, the song, they're talking about the song and everything, and later, and Adam Kroll, to this day, has said, there's three people that he cannot stand during interviews. Sean Nelson. He said the band, he goes, hope Flagpole Sitter had a good career. Because, I mean, this band, and you named two other people, but Harvey Danger was one of them. Because in every interview since then, he said the song, it was what you talk about rock anthems or songs against the yeah. establishment, as you were talking about with New Radicals. This is a guy who said, and I quote, the thing that makes me most comfortable about the flagpole set has stuck around is that the way it is really conscious of the fact that it's a piece of garbage. <laughs> in the same way that everything in pop culture is a piece of garbage. Fuck you, man. D- Dude, you know what? Fair play to that guy. Because honestly, this song should have been higher. I would have put this song like <laughs> top 10. It was, the, number, it was number 20, by the way. I hear this song and I'm like immediately thrown back to a year and a time and a place. I can think of, I can touch the PlayStation controller that is in my hand when I, when I hear this song. Like 
it's so it's so warm for me. Like it's just beautiful pop culture garbage, as this guy said, that I wrap myself in to feel good about my age. Like, oh, that was a good time. I, you know like, what? And I, I get it because I, I have some fuzzy memories with it too. But th- it's it's a I don't know. It sounds like to me he's making more of the song than what it is. To me, it's just a pop song. That was popular and people enjoyed it. And I don't know, like the way his interpretation is, it smells like he has, he takes a, takes a wine glass, farts it, and smells it. You're, and that's, you're going on today about fart sniffing, man. No, it's just because, like, that's the kind of impression I got from people who, who write a song and don't appreciate how it impacted people and then just to dismiss it like that. I don't know. It's just kind of, I don't have any patience for kind of sending this. Speaking like that. of impressions that I get, were, were anybody Boss Tones on this list? Should yeah. they have been? Was this 98? Was that the year that album came out? No, I, was, I think it was 96 or anything. Did it chart well, high enough to hit the radar? I don't know. It should yeah. that song. Yeah. That song, that song yeah. rules. All right. We've gone on too long about overrated stuff. So that's our overrated. We're going to take a quick break for station identification and a couple of plugs, but don't go anywhere. <laughs> this isn't radio. You're listening anyway. Don't go anywhere. We're coming back with all our underrated shit in just a second. Hey, guys. It's Lacey from Over Under Fair. Thanks so much for listening to our show. Be sure to check out sportsradiodetroit.com for many more, including Counting Tracks, our music podcast, Grave Discussions, Tigers SRD, and many more. Again, sportsradiodetroit.com, and thanks for listening. And we're back. So that was fun. Uh, okay, we got through our overrateds. We're not going to mince any words. I mean, we are. We're not going to waste any time. Uh, we're going to jump back into our underrateds, which is where the real passion comes out. And speaking of passionate, Ray, we'll have you start with your underrated 98th of 98. All right, my first pick is number 94. That is Deftones Be Quiet and Drive. Nice. Um, I will tell you, this should be, in my opinion, much higher for reasons. One of them 94 is, is very low. Yeah. Um, I... They were the ones in that new metal era doing it well and sort of carrying the torch of still writing really good. I music think they were amongst they were in a, yeah they were in a little bit ahead of the curve. You yeah. know what I mean? And in a way that was like yeah this is what this is supposed to sound like. Sure, you know what I mean? sure, yeah. always done well. One hundred percent agree. On a musical level, why I really 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 like this song is besides the little metal breakdown in the middle. This song literally has two chords. Yeah. There's the really tightly compacted major chord for the first two beats, and then it breaks into that really wide minor chord. And that's all it does the whole song. And, like, Chino's lyrics is what the vocals carry the entire thing. Yeah. That's very hard to do. So at at the same side, there's a lot to be said about very complex and very, like, layered and structurally interesting music. There's also something to be said about someone who can very simplify it, but still make it really interesting. Yeah. And for five minutes, this, this song plays two chords kind of repetitively just sort of changes the rhythm for the chorus. But I I think it's strong. Um, it's a driving song to me, always. Oh, totally. Loudly with the windows down, like just I have a I have a trip out. I mean, it's, the, it's in the title, <laughs> right, 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 right. So stop talking, because I'm going to turn it up really loudly, yeah. and then I'm going to drive for a far away. Uh, but yeah, if I have like a 45 minute drive, this is a really great way to like start the ride out. Um, I always play it loudly. This this song does not do service, just sort of in the background. Yeah, yeah. It is to be blared. It is to be pumped. And I think the Deftones are as a band wholly underrated. Um, I think they're very very good at what they did, even in the mix of their maybe not so good counterparts whom they may be lumped in with yeah. from that same genre. I think they get a little bit of that rubbed on them a sure. little bit, but people that like the Deftones know better, you know, well, of course, of yeah. course. Uh, but be, like I said, be quiet and drive to me, uh, is way too high on the list at 94. That could maybe be under 50 somewhere, not maybe lower than 30, but somewhere between 30 and 50, it could fit there. But I think that 
the thing that doesn't serve it well is that genre of music wasn't what was mainstream at the time. Quite yet. Yeah. Quite yet, right, quite right. Yet. So it's sort of being buried by far more popular pop tunes that are being pushed on on bigger Or even stages. more popular, like, new metal-y songs like Korn, like, Got the Life is really hot. Oh, right, right, right. in the 30s, right, you know, right. like, it's... Biscuits outdoing... Yeah, like, they're, things, so. they were... They were always kind of an also ran commercially, yeah, but not artistically. Like sure. we can we can say unequivocally, they're better than pretty much every band that was bigger than them at the time. Okay. I, I think that's fair anyway. Agreed. To say. And what, what surprised me about this band is at that time I did not hear them till later, like two thousand one, two thousand two, with White Pony. Yeah, but that was like their huge, huge. Yeah, album. sure. My, bro- sure. my brother, like even my brother, was the one that told me about this album beforehand but it never it never got any play locally here at all. I don't remember that being on the radio at all. I barely remember it being on the radio. At that period, of this time. song specifically, yeah. I don't really either. No. Yeah, and it was one of those things that kind of blew my mind when I listened. When I was going through the list, I was kind of listening to the songs on the Spotify list, and I was like, "Wow, this is!" I couldn't believe it. it was like I thought it came out later. I think it got one of those like twelve a.m. to three a.m. radio shifts yeah. when you're getting more into like deeper tracks and things that aren't quite having to hit the drive time in that. But I didn't hear it much either. Yeah. Um, I know when like Rudy had his show, that late night show, that he played stuff like this, <laughs> yeah. and that's where it kind of more got. local references. Yeah. More local references. <laughs> Look up Rudy. Uh, I won't even give you the last name. You got to keep looking. Not anyway. Um, so that's my first one. Uh, I just like I said, I think in its simplicity, how big and complex it sounds, being written on kind of a basic level, I think it's a great tune. Totally. Number two is going to be a hard one for me to argue, but I'll try my best because I think that even at number two, Lauren Hill's Doo-Wop is an underrated song, uh, not in this list, but career-wise. I think if you think of Lauren Hill, a lot of her best stuff gets put in the Fuji's category, and then there's other stuff she did solo that was you know pretty popular, but I think Doo-Wop is one of her best songs. So I know it's number two, so I, I thought of that. I was like, oh, how can I call it's, this for, underrated? For clarification, it's number two on this list. On it this it list. is the number two right. Billboard 98 song. Yeah, so I had a very hard time... <laughs> explaining myself mentally why am i saying this is underrated when it's number two but it should be one you're not wrong this is i i agree with you i think we all said before we we started recording this this is the number one song right like we can all agree this should be number one Right. Uh, I know everyone knows the song. You have to at this point. It's celebrating its 20th anniversary. This album, The Miseducational Lauren Hill, such a huge album. Yep. Like, great all the way through, check to track. It's a fucking masterpiece. And for all of the nice things we could say about Aaliyah, none of them are you made a masterpiece. Not a single thing we can say about Aaliyah. No. Like, she doesn't have anything that resonant. And Lauren Hill does. She has a whole record and this song. Like, this song's tremendous. Yeah. And I. I when you when you mentioned that you were going to use this, I, my inclination for normally would be like, oh well, you know, we tend to talk about the first ones a little bit. And we go into the show, and this time, I'm like, no, you're right, you're 100 percent right. You should say this is underrated because it should be number one. I totally agree with you. Yeah, as well as especially with, although I disagree with you in terms of this song being influential or not recognized as one of her like best. I actually agree with Roger. Yeah, because I, I, I everybody always thinks of this song. They always think of this song. I don't. I her Fuji's catalog becomes secondary. I think it's been eclipsed by this yeah, album. Exactly. Yeah, at yeah, this I was point, say, I think twenty years later. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Even then, I thought that everybody kind of everybody talked about "Killing Me Softly" the remake, but then this song came out. And I think it blew away anything she did with the food uh, with the food fighters <laughs> with the with the Fuji's. It's a weird hybrid. Yeah, was, yeah, no, no, no one knows about it. It's the very, mashup we need to have. Yeah. <laughs> Someone April, called it girl. Yeah. 
Um, but I can thought, you imagine hearing Lauren Hill sing Everlong though, or something? That'd oh be fucking God. amazing. Right, right, right. Shut right, up. Right. right. Sorry, no, no, just okay. got excited. No, it's okay. But it, I thought that this song was her, and it's unfortunate because I think it's her career has kind of kind gone in a weird path since. A lot of that, yeah. A lot of that is on her. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah, she's absolutely. she's dealt with a lot of stuff. Yeah, it hasn't all worked out, but she has this for better or worse. She has this album yeah. to rest, you know, to rest the laurels on. Like, yeah, yeah I did that. Like, I sure. did this. You yeah, know? and, and it still it still sounds as good as it did twenty years later. It's incredible. It's a, it's a fantastic song. It's like a, it's like one of those songs where you're if you're doing like your own personal one hundred of all time kind of one hundred songs. This song's on my list every time. Like it it'll creep in somewhere in like the forties or fifties. It's probably that high. I think the song's amazing. And you may agree or disagree, but even pre this album. In the Fugees, I felt Lauren Hill lyricist, not not singing, not the R and B side, but as a lyricist, is is career underrated as a rapper. No, totally, she's exceptionally it's, well. But if you say name the top twenty rappers you ever thought of, Lauren Hill somehow doesn't. No, I don't make think that she was very yeah, much. It's hard. But I thought she should. It's hard considering the minimal amount of work that she has to look at. Sure. You know what I mean? In the Fugees and without, but it's. It's an interesting argument to be, to be made because she is. I definitely think she's undervalued as a lyricist across her whole career, you know. And I think that would be something to explore at a different time. But yeah, I think Lauren Hill definitely deserves a lot of praise for for her work that way. Well, totally. I feel good that my number two is justified. <laughs> it's I was worried about justified. that. I'm like, man, how can no? Be it's 100 percent justified. Right. This yeah. song absolutely should be the top of this list. Sure. And uh, yeah, I don't know why it's not, but it is what it is. That's why we're here, right? <laughs> to correct the wrongs. That were infringed upon us by Billboard. I'm emailing Billboard as we speak. You should. I Let them be. know. They fucked up. Right. I have a quick honorable mention for my underrated. And if you can explain why it's not here, maybe I missed something. But I was trying to look at the parameters of how they made this list. Mm. And I was shocked. And I'm not doing this just because they're my favorite. But <laughs> I was going to say, I am not shocked that you were doing this. But go ahead. You should not be. <laughs> but Pearl Jam's Given to Fly not being on this list being that it fit what I thought all of their things that they determined mm-hmm. can qualify for their list, and that it was like it peaked at like 21 on their Hot 100 that year. So it was in the top 25 of the Hot 100 on an album that did really well commercially with yes, multiple singles. Quite well. Quite well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yield was big. Um, so I don't know. That was my honorable mention. It's not on the list, and I think that Given to Fly, it would probably be farther down the list. Yeah, I, don't I, think, it's I think it's still top 60. It's, it's no, somewhere I, in the 70s. You put it somewhere in the 70s, 80s, right. 100% merits that. It but, merits a placement, definitely. Sure. I, I like the the comeback from a lot no code kind of turned a lot of people away with that more of an art mm-hmm. endeavor and this got back to a, a better more commercially sellable sound and i thought given to fly was a solid single it did well why it's not in the list i don't know but i feel like it should be so that's my honorable mention is given to fly that's solid and it, you know we we explore this sometimes too where we talk about the songs that don't make the cuts at all sure and how we're puzzled by that i didn't do a whole lot of that for this list but i'm glad you did for this individual case because if we're talking about rock bands you know, and being part of the zeitgeist, this band is just as popular in 98 as they are now. You know what I mean? Oh, like they were easily, they were huge. I mean, easily. arguably probably more popular in 98, but it's not like Pearl Jam was not a popular band. <laughs> like, right. They had a lot of, like you mentioned, they had a ton of singles on this album mm-hmm. and all of them were pretty good. And this album, not bad. So like it's, and again, successful. We're, you know, judging it from that parameter, like it charted, it sold. Like right. there's, right. it is a strange, it is a strange omission that to not see that song on this list. Agreed. I don't know, it's weird. Agreed. But, uh, so that wraps my underrated. That's your underrated, yeah. huh? All right, Roger, you got some work. All right. So, in a, in a band in the same vein of Pearl Jam in terms of popularity at that time, 
but this was kind of a, a song that I was surprised was so low on the list, and it, it kind of maffled me, and that's uh, A Trap Called Quest, Find a Way, and I think it's because the album itself is not considered, it's not, you know, it's a follow-up to, one I got in trivia wrong, but... um. <laughs> It's a follow. If, I don't want to step on you, but it's a follow up to like a trilogy of some of the greatest hip hop albums ever made. Like you know, early the the original Tribe Run is so iconic and incredible that right. to compare it to anything, to compare this to anything that came before it, is almost like doing a disservice. You know what I right. mean? Because everything before it is so fucking great. You know, for people that don't care or know about a Tribe Called Quest, they're pretty much. If not the best rap group of the early 90s, they're at least in the conversation. They have to be. Yeah. And then, you know, you get to, what is this, The Love Movement is the name of this yeah. album? Yeah. So, like, this album is fine, but this song is better than this album, I think. Yeah. And I think that this song definitely should be higher on the list. Yeah. I, yeah, go ahead. Continue. I was just going to say, it's one of those songs, too, that, I mean, this is their last album until recently. I mean, this is... Right, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, one, yeah. and... They, they were they took a hiatus and the reason why I thought that maybe it didn't rank as much is because this is off Beats Rhymes and uh, yeah Beats Rhymes and Life like Beats yeah, Rhymes yeah, and Life yeah. and that album comparatively speaking to Midnight Marauders and Low End the Low End Theory wasn't as popular and I think that's this is kind of like them they get caught in the middle of this hurricane of all the boy bands and the the new rock electric sound crap and the rock and the rap rattle stuff well and even rap like even yeah. the, the direction that rap was heading in was way less concerned about what they were doing yeah you know it was way more team up heavy and lots of feature spots and lots of bombast you know timberland's making a big name for himself producing people like missy elliott's and your busta rhymes and stuff like that like they were they were lost in the shuffle of a of a trend that they were no longer a part of. Right. You know, for better or worse. And I think that this is the 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 jazz, the the thinking man rap, as I like to call it sometimes. This is the last huzzah for a while because I think that nineteen ninety eight in a in a nutshell is Puff Daddy. It's the big it's the big productions. You're right. It's, it's the production. Yeah, it's yeah, the production. Yeah, production is so huge in these years. Yeah, and it's it's the dancing, it's the choreograph, and that's not them at all. No, and so, not at all. But this song is such a good song. It's just a, such a chill song. It's like, and the way that you know, and get feeling like just the way I don't. The video even too was like kind of chill a little bit and remind me, because uh, then we look at his solo stuff afterwards when Q-Tip goes into vibrant thing, which kind of goes into that big production sound anyway. A little closer to it, yeah. yeah and then you're like, oh man, you kind of miss what Tribe Called Quest could have been. And so to me, that was just kind of a halasazan. It's weird to think that this is like. They take the 2000s off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're gone. Like, the whole... They're just gone. 15, yeah. 20 years. Yeah. Just, it's nuts yeah. to think of how how important they are to hip-hop as an act for the whole of the 90s, and then they just disappear. Like, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. You know? It, New album, Salad, by the way. Oh, it's As excellent. a side note, it's, it's such of, a yeah, good it's record. it's one of the best records of the last I was like so happy years. to hear it, and so, yeah. ha- so glad it wasn't terrible. No, I know. Agreed. It's a great It's a great way to come back. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, sadly, not all the members are with us anymore sure. to celebrate that, but they got it out while he was still there, yeah. and it, it it's good to hear that they still had it in them mm-hmm. to make something that good. Absolutely. And, again... Had I known it was gonna be a halas as I would have, I would have listened. I, when I listened to it, then I didn't appreciate it as much as I could feel. We're all getting kind of sad talking yeah, about this. Like, yeah, I didn't have an appreciation for it because I, I thought I was like, "Where's my Midnight Marauders? Where's you know, uh, where's that at?" And, and and but later on, as I got older, I really really appreciate this album and the song. The song. This song is very good. I, I would urge anybody that isn't super familiar with this band to definitely check them out, especially their early shit. But 
don't sleep on this al- this album entirely and definitely the song find a way is a very good tune should yeah. definitely be higher on the list and roger's gonna love me for saying this but you should start with midnight marauders and then go to low end theory <laughs> you should that's for you roger <laughs> Roger and I, for like 10 years, have uh, gone back and forth. Need, I, know, the yeah, I was going to say, I know that we, we've all had this conversation. Yeah. You and me are low end, yeah? Is yeah, that, yeah, I am. Okay. Yeah. I am too. So, yeah. yeah, we've I've had that conversation. From day one. Yep, yeah. I'm so. with you. No slight to Midnight Marauders, classic. Yep. But anyway. So, uh, the next one on my list is one that... <laughs> Fuck, I'm so excited to talk about this song. God. This song is only 28 on this number list, but this song should be number top 10. I mean, it's 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 awesome that it's as high as it is, honestly, but yeah, keep keep, keep going. All Go right, ahead, talk so, about it. Talk about it. When I first heard of this song, I just, my I grew up listening to Pet Shop Boys. My older brother got me into like a bunch of English stuff. And like, we're all nodding our heads right now because this song we're fucking yeah, cool. We're all dancing right who now. Is this, who is this by, Roger? What is, is this song and who is this The by? band is Stardust, and the song is Music Sounds Better With You. And I'm just playing the instrumental because I mean I couldn't find the other one, so I apologize. But oh my god, it's just ooh, like his voice. It reminded me of Roxy Music for whatever reason when I heard Love it. Might bring us back together. Feel so right. Music sounds better with you. Like the like he gets into it. You know what I mean, baby? And just. The video alone was like anything. Like you watch it late at night. You know, like if you woke up from like sleep or you're high or whatever you're doing, you're like, "What the fuck's going on?" It's it's fantastic. The song, the beat, just you it, like it's it is, a, good, a very good. The word time. is infectious. Yes, driving down Eureka Road at two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> coming back from a Coney Island that is no longer open, is a song. Oh, this song rest in peace, back, BRC. Brings it back. Who? That chick. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, but it brings it back to like chili fries. I don't know what it about this song is, but it's 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 a song that like for that period of time was unique. It, nothing else was like it. It was the same thing. Oh, with, well, like, something else was like it. I, go ahead, yeah, finish, yeah, finish. Yeah, but everybody thought it was that punk. Yes. So that being said, but still, for me, I heard this song before Daft Punk. Really? Yeah. yeah oh yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. So for me, I was, it was a little different, but just because. I heard this coming back at uh, it was a it was a track meet. I'll never forget. It. I'm like, man, this is really just yeah. So, did, I, uh, did Roger just win most passionate for the current oh, for episode because that was <laughs> he's he's got he has that title. He was strong currently. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a song that I, I can listen to now, and it sounds still sounds as fresh now than it did 20 years ago. I agree. This song this song tears now then forever. Uh, I think the reason you could say it sounds like Daft Punk is because half of the members are Daft Punk. So this song was a, I think what's so fascinating about this song, it's a one-off made by, uh, I'm going to say it's Thomas, the Thomas Van Gaultier guy. I don't remember off the top of my head. I'm not going to look it up because I don't care, but it's one of the dudes from Daft Punk and another guy collaborated to make this song and it's a club banger like for that year it's huge and then they just didn't make any more songs this is the one song that stardust made that's it because the dude was like no i'm still in daft punk i'm gonna go do that which is great because then they'd go make discovery like the next year later and thank god because it's one of my favorite albums ever but i think it's super cool that just in his spare time practically he bangs out this song which is fucking great right and then, i did not know that but and then just doesn't touch it again yeah this is stardust has one song and it's that no no i know it was one song but i didn't know it was a member's death oh yeah yeah yeah. yep that dude made stardust made one song and then went and did daft punk again and never went back to stardust they still play this like they've they've used this song as an encore and shit for some of their sets which is tremendous because it really is kind of like a daft punk song if you're being fair but 
It isn't. It's a yeah. Stardust song, so it bears mention that we had to at least wait, include it. Just the way it kicks off. Just everything about this song. Yeah, it's so fucking good. <laughs> just, I can't... I was super happy to even see it on this list, honestly, because yeah. if there would have been an omission, I would have. It would have been that. Like I would have found. I would have tried to find if it was on there or not. But not only is it not, it's on there. It's twenty eight. Like I agree with you. It should be. It probably is like my top ten personally. But it's cool that it's included at all because you could have put other stuff on there. Oh, absolutely. It's and great that it's there. The reason why I thought it would be a little higher is because it should be higher. Oh, again, no disagreement. Totally with you. I just because it just like celebrity skin, according like uh, holes like number thirteen or whatever. And I thought that that song, Celebrity Skin, is a song that David was apparently going to punch me for. I might fight you about this. No, I think Malibu is a better song, but anyway. Sure, but Celebrity Skin is still a great fucking song. It's still that a great song. great. But you know what? I'll put Stardust and flip it order. I'll put a hole in number 28 and put this song in number 13. Uh, I don't know if I can agree with that. Uh, just because like, it was nothing like I heard of how about you flip? How about you flip Semisonic and put that at 28 and All right, put that done. at 11? Yeah, All right. done. Yeah, done. And then that can be two spots ahead of hole and hole still in the top 15. Fair enough. That's All right. We've I mean, come to a yeah, compromise. compromise. Yeah, All definitely. Right. For sure. Good. And then the other song I had that was... I'm going to include that in the email to Billboard. I'm gonna, oh, I'm thank you. Yes, please. Yes. All of this. Right. You, are, you are the note taker in this. Sure. Uh, there is a couple of them that are, like, in terms of this is, like, a... I, if I had to choose two... I mean, I chose two real quick, but the one I wanted to mention is number 71, Janet Jackson, Go Deep. and Fucking so good. God, you know, here's the thing about this album... Janet Jackson came off a really successful run in the 90s, like this, this sexual icon. Oh, iconic run yeah, in the 90s. I, yeah. yeah, goes without saying. Yeah, it goes from Rhythm Nation all the way to this. And Velvet Robe is like, just like Tropical Quest, coming in the halas huzzah of her, um, in, in a way, uh, this impressive run. But this song is such an underrated song. And this whole album, one, honestly, is kind yeah, of no, underrated. No, Velvet Robe is, yeah, very underrated, agreed. But this song is such a party jam. I'm like, just, it's so you know, kick back and relax and just, man, and especially at a time where Monica and um, Brandy were out there, she just quietly went about and made this really good song, and I don't know, it blows anything away that's, it should be a lot, high, a lot higher than that. And I agree. You could have you could have done that for a handful of songs on this album. I think it's super cool they actually had Go Deep as the one that they included. Like, yeah. was Together Again on the list? Because I don't know if I saw uh, it. Yeah, I think it is. Is it okay? Because yeah. that was like the big, big single from this, but... Um, I get lonely. Also, fucking awesome oh, on this album. Man, that's number twenty-five, by the way. Yeah, go deep is great. Um, yeah. even uh, got till it's gone. That song that she does, you know, the Joni Mitchell sample one. That one's still pretty good. Yeah. Also features Q-Tip. Little shout out to some more tribe. Yeah, it's, it's far superior than the Clown Crow's Joni Mitchell. Oh, uh, yeah. How dare you? How dare you bring <laughs> them up right now? But no, dude, go deep is such a fucking sweet song. And yeah. again, that is if there's like a if there is a a level of oversight in people that are familiar with like pop stuff. If you've ever considered yourself like, Oh, I like Janet Jackson. Listen to the velvet rope. It is yeah. great. Like all the way through. What a good fucking record that is. And real quick, another, my honorable mention is Radiohead. No surprises because that's a song that I thought came out later and I heard it later. And then I went and found it was on the list. And it was like, perfect. Cause this one, that's probably my favorite Radiohead song. Cause it's just, Oh yeah. I know yeah. it's kind of, it's a, it's a depressing song. I, I understand. Well, it's fucking Radiohead. So, yeah. Yeah, you're not. You're yeah, not is, going too this far. This off their happy album. Yeah, it's off their sad album. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they only have two. It's the happy yep. album, the sad you know, album, the happy one. End of Radiohead. Yeah, yeah. I mean well. the video is kind of disturbing too, but I mean depends on your point of view. But I don't. I I, I thought the song should be a little higher. Uh, but it, it also did not chart on the billboards, but they put it in there and well, no, it didn't chart, but it didn't have to because all the fucking Radiohead fanatics are still gonna 
be all fucking riding for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to lump you into that group. Just, you know how I feel about Radiohead. Yeah, I, just, I, I just don't care. Yeah, you know I'm not part of the group anyway, so. Still. I guess I'm glad you gave it a nod if you felt that strongly yeah, and about that, it. And, yeah, and that's that concludes it for me. That's just a nod. Just a simple nod. Like, hey, honorable mention, but yeah, Janet Jackson, it's just, it's, like I said, it's just so weird before we move on to yours, just how, how Janet Jackson's career at that point was just... She went in the smooth, like she went in the smooth jazz kind of thing. I don't yeah, know, it's, it's and it works, yeah. dude. It works. It works so hard. Oh yeah, okay. I get lonely was twenty five. That's totally fine. That's that deserves to be where it is. So I found that. I'm glad I saw it because that it would have been a shame if that song's not on there either. I personally think that's a better song than Go Deep, but Go Deep is like a it's like a one and one a from that album. Like yeah. I, it's definitely though definitely deserves mention. I'm really glad that you you brought it up because what a good fucking song. Are Radiohead fans worse than Tool fans? Oh, rank, the, rank those two groups of people in worst or in worst Jesus order. Jesus Christ! That you're like you're asking me to. You're, it's like asking me to pick my least favorite child. <laughs> um, oh shit! I sorry. I honestly, I want to say right now, Tool fans are worse because no one's given them anything in like the last fifteen years or whatever they're, since Tool's made an album. They're ravenous. So if they had another record, they might chill the fuck out. Sure. But as it stands, I think. All overall, the time of my life, I would say Radiohead fans are worse. Sure. But currently, Tool fans are the most insufferable. Okay. Currently, I go Radiohead fans because yeah, I think in general they totally are. Yeah, they have the smell the farts category. Stop smelling farts, my man. <laughs> You're on a thing today. Wow. Oh, uh, the hashtag. Up. Well, speaking. Trend. Well, speaking of air. Yeah. Uh, we'll start with my underrated songs. <laughs> you like that? How's that for a transition, yeah, like, baby? No, that was good. That was uh, good. Number eighty, Air's "Sexy Boy." Which was uh, a very fucking popular dance song, and of a very popular album. This is uh, Air's debut record, Moon Safari. I love French techno. It's pretty well known if you've ever met me. And this tune and pretty much every other song on this record are fucking classics. Um, it's funny because this song also has like a huge presence in media. Like it's all over. It's like in Ten Things I Hate About You. Like. Uh, I know it's been on TV and stuff. It was also in some commercials that I can think of. Like, this song also had a a presence where it was in things and used in things, but because it's so innocuous, like it's just kind of you know the, the rhythmic kind of droning. It doesn't have the same kind of annoying, annoying over overtones that like a Harvey Danger had or like the New Radicals, something that you heard all the time in stuff. Like this song, you can just kind of fade, like tune it out of your head. But then when you're actually listening to it, you're like, oh man, this is something really engrossing about this like this song. Like it it sets such a great mood, you know, for for how how this whole album kind of feels and puts me puts me in mind of a nineteen ninety eight that I was super into. Like I mentioned Fatboy Slim earlier. I got because rock kinda went, you know, fucking sideways in the late nineties, I had to find other things that I was a bit more interested in. And techno and rap became the two things that I, in equal part, kind of got more into, including Dat Punk, obviously, and then specifically Air. Like, Moon Safari was a record I listened to all the time, and this album is super good, and this song is really great, and a good example of that. Do you, Ray, do you know this song? You, have, you look like you were shaking your head. I had to listen to it. Yeah. I was unfamiliar. Okay. Yeah. How'd, how'd you feel about it? 
It's not in my wheelhouse. Sure. Things I like, and that shouldn't surprise you. It does not. I don't think. <laughs> I'm not holding against you. You're shocked. Um, but I had no adverse re- uh, reaction. It's just, it was something, yeah, I was look, going through the list. I had to pop a few things on YouTube, but I was like, I don't know what that is. How yeah. did I miss that? This was actually one of them. I wouldn't throw it so much further ahead of itself. Like, it's at 80. Yeah. That, this, is a, this is definitely, like, a personal thing. All of my underrateds are very personal, the reasons that I would put them higher. Sure. Um, I, I just like the song enough that I would like to see it crack the top 50. Like, I, I feel like it was emblematic of a sound and a tone that that year kind of had outside of the super popular popular like it was just underneath popular and i feel like again personally speaking i would want to have it higher but i i'm glad it's, excuse me i'm glad it's there i'm glad it exists at all so it's cool to just see it to see it get that kind of recognition admittedly i did not hear the song then i didn't hear it till like 10 15 years later I, and that's yeah. like the, like, it was one of the songs that I heard in ten things that I hate about you, and then that was it. But in terms of just in terms of even radio play or anybody, they they weren't like a popular band. Yeah. Like they weren't all all over the radio and stuff. This song did a little bit, and then the one I'm forgetting also did a little bit. But in terms of like in terms of people who I knew would listen to this kind of stuff, that wasn't that wasn't in their wheelhouse, and it was something I was never introduced to till much later. So yeah, their uh, their next album is I don't think it's more known, but it's definitely. Uh, the 10,000 Hertz legend is the next album they put out and it's also super great. So if you, anyone listening, <laughs> if you're, if you're into French techno from the early, the late nineties, early aughts, uh, air is totally something you'd want to list, like check out because I think on the whole, they're not a band that everybody talks about as like being super memorable, but I think that their sound is like you, you might not know air, but you've heard some of these songs. I know it. Like people out there, you've heard "Sexy Boy" probably without you even realizing you heard it, which is why I feel like it should be a little higher. But I've gone on long enough about that. Um, I'm kind of moving backwards on these because I, I, the my most underrated song is the one I want to talk about the most, and it's the lowest ranked. So, moving back to number 82, which is just next to air here, uh, is Wyclef Jean's "Gone Till November." Um, speaking of post Fuji's solo careers. Um, yeah. The Carnival is a fucking great record. Masterpiece. It's so good. Why did everyone not name Proz? Make an amazing masterpiece album after leaving because, the Fuji's. Because Proz is ass. <laughs> like, if we're being fair, Proz was no, along for the ride. Like, to be fair to Proz, though, he's on this list. He has Ghetto Superstar, which is oh, ranked right, really right, high right, on this right, list. Right, yeah. And a totally fine song. Like, nothing against that all song. The features it's and, got all the great features. Yeah. You got, it's got your Maya. <laughs> it's got your ODB. God. So we, we got 1998 wrapped up in a perfect encapsulation of that yeah. as far as like a rap I feature love song. Carnival. Oh, it's so good. Carnival is such a great fucking record, man. Yeah. And it yeah, is slept yeah. on. Like, mm-hmm. I am not going to sit here and tell you that Carnival is as good as Miseducation. It's not. It's not. But if we're going to give credit to Fuji solo projects immediately following the Fujis, this has to be mentioned yeah. really favorably. Like, sure. This album's great. And this song is so fucking good. It's yeah. just sweet and simple and very, very, you know, real kind of tug at the heartstrings kind of ballad in a way that you, like, it's not super saccharine like it's not overdoing it you know yeah. what i mean and i don't know man like i just i have always loved this song and video you know speaking of videos again it has like one of those weird 90s late 90s videos him like walk around an airport which is you know it's kind of forgettable but bob dylan's in it so that's cool nice. <laughs> like yeah. and he mentioned he mentions bob dylan in the song which is also nice so um i don't know i feel like i'm if i if i don't rein it in i could just talk about how much i like the song but i don't know i uh I really think that this album needs to get a re, like a reassessment. You know what I mean? Right. Like a, it should be forty a, spots higher. Yeah, like a, I think Easily. that this 
this if if people took the time to give this album a re like a, a relook twenty years on from it now, we could we could find another place for this amongst records of like important records of the decade. Sure. You know, because I don't I I think it gets kind of forgotten now. You know, and again, if you're comparing it directly to Lauren Hills, that makes sense. But if you're comparing it to like all of the stuff like the zeitgeist of the time and shit it, it definitely deserves a higher ranking yeah, and yeah the song yeah. specifically should it, way it should be way higher well, totally I believe right. both of them were way more into artistic creativity as opposed to yeah just writing what's relevant to hip hop at the time and absolutely this is a crafted album this is his hands were in it does that make sense yeah you know what I mean? like, no, totally. this, this was written not made yeah if that makes a difference so and this song for whatever on a personal note is always my very late long distance run playlist okay it chills me the hell out yeah like getting you know whatever I'm a, I do long distance races and stuff and like the getting late gets violent on your body and gone till the members always in the late game because it kind of just you get a little flow you relax and then it, it's moved, good for it, that. it moves me on. And then right after is be quiet and drive. No joking. <laughs> <laughs> to get me all hype again. Right, right, right. But, but yeah, uh, I agree. 40, 40 spots higher easily. Yeah. Roger? <sighs> oh, no, I didn't no, know no, it was no. that serious. Wow. No, 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 no. It's, uh, I I don't know. Juan Clef John, when the song came out, it was one of those things that didn't re- resonate with me. I'll be honest. Um, it just, Carnival is an album, same thing. I never really, I never got into it. And... And this is tail period of time where I was listening to a lot more like Ben Folds Five and that kind of period. So uh, it's a good song. I mean, I, I have appreciation for it, but in terms of what it means to me and underratedness, yeah. I mean, I, I think it should be higher. I, I, yeah, I mean, hey man, these songs aren't going to all hit us yeah. the same way. I just if we're talking about like a personal time kind of thing, it was like I bought I bought this and I bought Lauren Hill's solo album at the same time and I listened to both of them pretty equally like for a couple of years there. I could recognize then that the Lauren Hill one was definitely more impressive in its scope and kind of what it what it was trying to tackle and what it did successfully compared yeah. to the Carnival, but I never felt like the Carnival then and now got the due I felt it deserved. Like okay. I, I had it and a couple of my friends I knew had it, and we all liked it, and then no one else. Like, it was just like a yeah, a uh, weird small group of people that kind of had this weird feverish appreciation for an album that no one else listened to. Like, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was strange. It was funny until I met you a few years later when this album came out, or after this album came out. You were like the second person. The only person I knew, there was one guy in high school who got me into uh, – that album and it told me to check it out but it was it it was i only know two people and so this day actually yeah it's weird it has it just has that kind of weird following to so it so less than five people that i know yeah right i don't I've know i been jealous of wyclef too because he's that guy that like can pick up the instrument you play that he's never played and in five minutes he's better than you at that instrument right yeah like, i played trumpet for 25 years wyclef bought one at a pawn shop four minutes ago and is already <laughs> playing far better at a level i could never even touch and then he puts it away because he plays something else. yeah like he has that just natural gift to just grab something and play it yeah and I, be good I, at you it. know part of it has been if we're gonna talk a little bit about this real quick you know just as lauren hill has been kind of uh, self-destructive parts of her career. I think Wyclef has done that too. He's probably way worse. He's notably not yeah, a yeah. apparently not a great dude, and no. you know may have scammed the country of Haiti out of millions of dollars. Correct. So all that being said, I'm talking about the song until November. I don't want to go too far into the rest of that. Oh, but separate the man from his art. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. hard to do that sometimes, yeah. but it's you know in this case, speaking specifically to this song and this record and the time it was made, I have a very a very deep fondness for it, and I just really want. But to But he talk wrote about it. this before you knew that about him. This so is it's all a true. good thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this is hard because this 
it's weird that I'm looking, I'm going to get to my last one in a second here, but I want to mention some of my honorable mentions first. Uh, at number 67, All Saints with uh, Never Ever, which is more encapsulative of the the pop mindset of the time. You know what I mean? Like that kind of girl group, all harmonizing kind of thing. And they're British, right? Yeah. Am I right? This? Yeah. yeah. So we had that. Like they were kind of like a Spice Girls also ran. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, actually, 67 might be the that wrong number. 62. Monster, number 62, though. Never Ever. Yeah. That song is fantastic. Um, they flew way under the radar here, but they were apparently super big in the UK. Okay. Like not quite Spice Girls level, but sure. they were definitely around. Like, I guess we only had room for so many things in the United States and, you know, in the late nineties, but sure. I, I love this song. I think it's super good. And I think it's, uh, I think it's kind of a, kind of a forgotten kind of jam of this type. Roger, I, this is an honorable mention, but I wanted to bring it up for you because you said you had something you want to talk about with this. The thing about the All Saints was is that they're a band that I thought was hotter than Spice Girls. <laughs> is that why you wanted me to bring no, it no, up? No, 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 not bring it up, but no. <laughs> all, that, all, all jokes aside a little bit. I mean, that's that's not a joke. That's actually true, but <laughs> the song, like, there was a, this song, like, when it came out, I heard it on a compilation. It was a, it was on a, um, one of those Best Buy overhead compilations okay. that I heard it on, and I thought like I, I, I it took me almost a year to find out who sung this because at the time you know the internet sounds really right cool. yeah, but when I found it, I had it on repeat, and I burned it on a CD and I had it on repeat for a while. I, there was there was a girl who was tied to the song, but like there always is yeah brother. there always is, but Zed every time I like, <laughs> like, yeah, it just it always cracked me up. But this band does not get enough due. And because I think, like, overall, the body of work as a all-girl band, whatever you, you're into, and I know Dave is a, I consider ourselves in our group the, the all-girl expert. I, w- I want If I'm not, I'm close. Yeah. <laughs> My question to you is, I know, yeah, you're right, the United States only has enough consumer uh, room for... They're competing with the Spice Girls, man. Like, yeah. it's, that's pretty fucking hard. Right. But Who, Roger grand- will admit we're too busy smelling their own farts. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but, like... Uh, but <laughs> Does it so, smell like chamomile? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just British accents. Yeah, you guys know. Anyway, yeah. um, but my whole thing is, how come this band didn't get enough do? Like in your opinion, because I here, thought, yeah, here, yeah, because they weren't the Spice Girls. Like I don't, I don't want to make it so yeah. simple, but they were, they weren't as flashy, they weren't as catchy. I mean, this song is great, but I can't think of a lot of other All Saints songs that I would put up against any Spice Girls songs. Like no movie either. Yeah, and, and no movie. Like they weren't. They weren't the cultural juggernaut that the Spice Girls were, and they never were going to be. Like they were just like any other band that comes around in this time that is similar, like Eighteens or you know something in that kind of S Club Seven, like shit around that era that all kind of sounds like this. They're not going to be the Spice Girls because the Spice Girls were the Spice Girls. There's no room for anything else that big, you know. Yeah, and for good reason. They were better than the rest of them. They were. I just. I just wanted to mention this song because I do like it. I know that you said you like it too. It's, it's such a good, it's such a cool song. song. Um, such a cool song. I am going to close us out. With, I'm so excited for this. I'm going to close us out. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I've What is arguably the most underrated song of any list we've ever done, which is the third one now. I'm not a Disney hardcore. I mean, I think everybody knows this. I don't talk about planning my trips to Disney World. I'm not trying to get out there with my mouse ears. I don't ride hard for them in their Marvel movies. Like, I don't generally give a shit about Disney, the company. Whatever. You make some good stuff sometimes. I'm into it. However, <laughs> number 98, I'll Make a Man Out of You, uh, from Donny Osmond and, you know, assorted singers from the Mulan soundtrack, the film Mulan. Uh, 
Also the most underrated Disney movie, in my personal opinion, but that's another episode. Uh, and then into this song. This song is incredible on a level I can't fully articulate with actual words because I love it so much. Like, I hear those drums start, I can feel my blood pressure starting to rise a little bit, and then, like, I'm in my mind I'm watching the movie when this is happening, you know, so he's, like, throwing the sticks out to everybody and we're getting all set for a montage, and then it comes in, and I'm ready. I'm ready the second. The second he says, let's get down to business, I'm like, yes, let's. Like, we're, we're going to get down to business. I'm envious that I don't love something as much as you love this song. <laughs> And I, I wish I could capture that lightning in a bottle, but I've seen this passion from you for many, many, many years. <laughs> I will, okay, so Ray, you and I are friends outside of this podcast. Yes. Um, we hang out, we do stuff, and you know, as as you are a fighter, you know, expert man, and have to do this as part of a job, like you, we watch fights and things together. It is sure. historically the thing historically that we bond over. Yes. I have been to your house one time to do something that didn't require fighting. Correct. Which was to come over and hang out and watch a movie with your children. What Correct. Mo- what movie did we watch? It was Mulan. It was Mulan. Right. Why did we watch Mulan? Because I was not capable or functional to be the first person to show them that film. <laughs> the expert needed to be there. I, I would have done them a disservice to introduce them to Mulan, and they hadn't seen it as a bad parent. I'm, That's okay. I, I failed there. You pointed it out. Hey. Have these kids seen Mulan? Like, have they abs- heard this song? Like, they haven't done any of this. And you're like, well, get some popcorn ready. I'll be over at six on <laughs> Saturday. We're going to the movies. And wouldn't you know it. And Donny Osmond's taking your right. ass Wouldn't you know it. We sat down and watched the damn thing. Uh, I love this song so much. It is, yeah. it is it, every quantifiable way, it's my favorite Disney song. It's my favorite Disney movie. It's my favorite montage sequence. Like, there are very few things. There's nothing I can say about it bad. Nothing. Sure. And there's no shortage of superlatives I can get it for how great it is. Like, for all the reasons I can say it's great. And, I mean, it's at 98. Okay, I'm glad you put it on the list. But I'm putting the song top five, top two. Yeah. Like, if, you, if, you, if I'm being irrational and making my own list, it's Lauren Hill and then Outcast, Rosa Parks, which was a little lower on the list than it should have been. Yeah. And then this. Right. Like, I think the song is that good. This portion of my email to Billboard is in all caps. Yes. I'm showing extreme Thank you. extreme prejudice against them not putting that anywhere I, farther down. I where need it that be. to be noted. You got it. Yeah. Uh, 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 Roger, do you have anything to say about this song? I never seen the movie. And it's the first motherfucker. Song. Wow. Sorry. Plot you, know, twist. You, you know that Disney is in, in terms of pop culture is my probably Sure, it's it's a bit of a hindsight. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, my wife loves this movie, loves the song. I know she does for a fact, but I First time I've heard it. And by the way, is this the only Donny Osmond song you like? Uh, yeah, fair play. That's t- definitely, definitely true. I mean, you know, it's tw- it's 2018, so we could talk a little bit about like the problematic history of Disney and you know hiring people to play people of color and things. So Donny Osmond voicing an Asian dude, a Chinese man specifically. Yeah. <sighs> but then the music drops out. Yeah. And how do you not? How do you not? Like you can't even care about that anymore. I mean, I don't want to sound racially insensitive, but I don't give a shit about that right now. <laughs> I want to fight someone right Yeah, you, I want, like, you want to fight I, the I'm Huns. Ready to go to war. You're ready to fight the Huns, yeah. is what you're ready for. I'm ready and I'm pumped. Oh, fuck. That song's incredible. Yeah. Everything about that whole sequence is amazing. I, so, yeah. I mean, I, I could literally just talk about how great the song is all day. There's, there's a lot going on at the back end of this list that was difficult for me to, like, rat, like, to settle on one song. Because immediately after this, uh, Jewel at 97 with Hands, which, as previous listeners would know from our 96 episode, 
really big Jewel fan. We'll put that lightly. So that should have been way higher. There's so many songs at the back end of this list that I would have put way, way higher. But because we couldn't spend the entire time doing every song on this list, uh, we did what we could. But I would urge you to take a look at this if you want, listener. It's a, you know, Billboard.com, the 98 greatest songs of 98. We did our best to try to, you know, (laughs) sort through sort through the you know the waters here and get to a place where we felt better about having this list be done and i think we did justice to it i I feel like we did a good thing today as we have before um you guys you guys feel pretty good about your picks after all this is done absolutely i do i will uh if you want i'll do a follow-up uh for the next episode with uh billboard's response okay Yes. To my uh, to my criticisms, <laughs> our new picks where things should go. I'm sure they're going to put a big redaction out there and re- yeah. republish this list. I'm sure they will. Twenty I, years I'm, later, yes, I'm sure I'll make a man out of you. Will now be in the top ten as it deserves to be for here and forever. Well, people should be fired. <sighs> That's okay. I won't hold it against them. I heard the song, so now I'm in a good mood. So that being said, uh, this was fun. This is again the third time we've done this. If you want to go check out the archives, look uh, look us up at sportsradiodetroit.com. That's where you can find our new and old episodes of Over Under Fair. Also, check us out on Facebook. You know, same name. Uh, check out our Twitter at Over Under Fair. Email us at overunderfairpod at gmail.com. Uh, leave some reviews, man. You know, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcast, you know, Google Play. We, we would love to hear from you guys. You know, get some rates and reviews. Help us out. We help you out by making the content. Um, Roger, anything you want to say about the website? What's going on over there right now? Uh, just check out all our content, sportsradiodetroit.com, and check out subscribe click rate subscribe leave us a rating like you just said and uh yeah we're kicking off high school hockey here shortly so if there's a seasonality but other than that <laughs> check out everything else yeah man uh you know we we like doing these episodes they're fun and they, it's cool to get you know some different takes of stuff in the room to talk to everybody about what we were doing then and kind of how we reflect on that now and i'm glad ray you were here for us today to be one of those people. This is your first time on our show, so that was cool. To have yeah, you in thanks here for, for an episode. That was a good time. Yeah, having you for an episode time. that I know that you would you would be have a familiarity with. And yeah, man, we really like these music episodes. We love doing them, and we really want to hear you know from you guys what you have to say about this too. So, like we said, all that stuff's been done. Check out Ray and all of his stuff for us at the website, and then you know keep doing what you're doing for us, and let us know how we're doing. And yeah, man, I appreciate the shit out of you. So. I'm Dave, speaking for Ray and Roger. This has been Over Under Fair. And yeah, dude, go defeat the Huns, and we'll see you when you come back.